Welcome to Sense and Nonsense A to Z, where we pick topics based off of the letter of the day. Today is episode 18 of season one, featuring the letter R. We're family and we're your hosts, A, T, and Z. So let's get started. Hey there, Rosh Boss. I'm not even going to try that one. <laughs> it's Kurdish for good day. Ah. Rosh Bas. Okay. So uh, my Rangers. Yeah. As I predicted. Yeah. They're going into game seven tonight. They are. Yeah. I saw that. You were right. You were right. Hey, you know, AT the Greek. What could I tell you? (laughs) (laughs) There's only one problem. What? They're playing in Carolina. The three games that they played at MSG, the Rangers won. The three games that they played at PNC, the Hurricane won. Both teams are so close. They're so competitive to each other. And, you know, the home arena is a factor. So we'll see how this game seven goes. My fingers are crossed. It's for the Metropolitan Division, and whoever wins will play the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that ought to be entertaining. I see. Well, I don't know who to root for. I'm wearing a hat. I know you're wearing the hat, but <laughs> the Rangers were never my team. So I, I, I don't know. I used to like the Flyers a lot. Did you really? Yeah. The boardwalk bullies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. So what's going the on? The only Tuesday? Philly team that I actually liked. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. You don't like the Eagles? No. No, because you're a giant fan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with you, Z? Went out to breakfast this morning. Nice. Awesome carrot cake and pecan pancake. Yummy. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's right up my alley. Oh my gosh. It was so delicious. Cool. Yeah. Little guy was fantastic. Good, 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 good. Fantastic. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. But we sat outside because it was just nice enough. A nice little breeze. Really nice. Really nice Nice, day. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Yeah. Well, it's Memorial Day. Yes, it is. I have an issue. Okay. These people who say happy Memorial Day. It's like, yeah, no. no, no, please you don't know say that. You know what this is about? Yes, it's exactly. Just, it's not just mattress sales. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. more of a solemn yes. holiday rather yes. than a happy yeah. holiday. So, it's, uh, it's a flag at half mass yeah, holiday. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I know we barbecue and stuff like that, but, yeah. and we celebrate. It's a celebration, but, but mm-hmm. it's not a happy. No, no. So I agree. Yeah. So you ready to get going? Yeah, let's do that. All right. I'm ready with the 10 questions R edition. Great. Okay. Do you consider yourself a risk taker? <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. going right in. Yeah. Right yeah. in with the first one. I would say, yeah. Are you really? Yeah, because I would, if I sat here and analyzed it, I would say no. But if I actually looked at the things that I've done in my life. Actions. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of am. Are you? Absolutely not. (laughs) Zero risk. Zero. (laughs) That's why my money's all in CDs and stuff like that. (laughs) And see, I like to go to Vegas and play crap. Oh, no, I can't do that. Oh yeah. I love that. Are you kidding me? When I used to go to Atlantic city. Yeah. I used to take the $10 of coins. Yeah. And buy a t-shirt with it. (laughs) I came back with a t-shirt. 
No, I want to play. I want to play. And if I win, that just means I get to play longer. I like to play. Yeah. Did you ever go with me on the, on one of the bus tours? Cause they give you $10 no. No. of, yeah, you go on a bus, they give you $10. That's where I got the $10 from. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number two. Okay. Rice or risotto? Ooh. I know you like both. I do. I really do. But I'll say rice. Really? Yeah, because it's more versatile. I'm a risotto person. I, I do like risotto. You know, I always have food questions here. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Do you catch rainwater? No, but I should. I do all the time in the summer, not in the winter, just mm -hmm. in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I even wash my hair sometimes in rainwater. I remember you saying that like mm -hmm. way back. I almost did it the other day. It was you know, pouring. I was in North Carolina. I wasn't in New Jersey. I was in North Carolina. It was hot. Yeah. And it was pouring. Yeah. And we have this one downspout that's open. Uh-huh. Water was just gushing. I ran and got a towel. I ran and got shampoo. By the time I came back, it started tapering off. Oh, like, oh bummer. Just missed. <laughs> yeah. I love doing that. Anyway. Okay. Another food question. Okay. Do radishes belong in a salad? I would say no, they belong on the side. I'm with you hundred percent on that. It's like, I don't know where else to put radishes, <laughs> but I don't want them in my salad. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't like them in my salad. My granddad used to put them in water, cut them, you know, mm -hmm. the ends, put them in water right. and then put salt on them and just like chomp them. Ew. Yeah. They're bitter. Yeah, but that's what the salt is for. The salt like Eases impedes that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Last time you saw a rainbow. The other day, the other day, only like. Um, that's right. You guys have had a lot of rain. Yeah, we've had a lot of rain. And yeah. I, I was opening up the curtains in my, or I was going to close them, the curtains in my sunroom. <laughs> and I saw a rainbow, which I hadn't seen in the longest time. It only it was them. maybe two weeks ago. It was huge and it was really dark. Right. And then the, yeah. and then like 10 or 15 minutes later, we got a double. <gasps> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love yeah. It. I was really happy. It's been about a year for me, mm -hmm. you know, as I'm driving, it's like, Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Next question. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yes, I do. I sure do. Do you? Totally, huh? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes, yes. All in all, yes, you know, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Do you watch any reality shows? That's going to be a peeve. That's going to be a peeve of mine for this episode. Um, I will say as a this moment, I will say yes, but I will get into it later when I do my, okay. yeah, already. What about you? I have watched them in the past. Mm -hmm. Should I say which ones or should I save them for like we'll later? Save it. Yeah, we'll save okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Again, food <laughs> is involved. All right. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Next question. Is there a record that you'd like to break? Like a Guinness book of records, mm. that kind of record. That would <laughs> not I would, a 45 or anything. Yeah. Oh, no, I hate that song. Um, I don't think so. No, no, no. I maybe if I sat and thought about it, but I don't have my eye on anything. What, what would you like? Oh, well, age would be nice, right? Oh, 
as long as it's healthy yeah yeah well as long as i'm spry yeah i don't want to look death warmed over no No, i don't either but you remember we're in the guinness book of records you remember that right you and i we are macy's tapamania are you kidding me yes oh my gosh yeah every year it was more and more and that's why you signed in yeah we went there yep we oh used my to gosh. do the tap. Yeah. Yeah. Tapamania. Yeah. Exactly. They don't do it anymore, by the way. Mm. Okay. Next question. Do you still have your Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy dolls? I think they are in my mom's storage area in my old toy box, which I saw. We were watching something and there was, a, oh, the Wonder Years, the new Wonder Years. Uh huh you know, it takes place in the seventies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the girl had my toy box. Do you remember that? Like patchwork quilt looking one? Yes, I do. Okay. So my mom still has that in her storage area. And I think they're in there, but I not a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I bought them for you. I know. I know. Cause I worked at that company. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Last question. Okay. It's more of a figurative question rather than a literal. Do you have a pair of rose-colored glasses? No. I don't either. I really don't. No. I got to see things for what they are. Yeah, me too. I try to look for the positive, but I'm not. I do too, but you but know. I, I kind of see things for what they are. I try yeah, to at my, least. My glasses are pretty clear. Yeah. 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 All right. So that was it. Good question. Yeah. A couple food. Yeah. A couple food. <laughs> got to leave those in there because it's important. I thought you were going to ask me about rice pudding, to be honest with you. Because yeah, yeah, I used to make rice pudding. Oh, I loved her rice pudding. Yeah. And you put vanilla ice cream in it. Oh, it's just the best. I never did that. I always just would douse it with cinnamon. Mm. Just like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a given. Yeah. Yeah. But you put vanilla ice cream with the rice pudding. It's like my favorite. <laughs> So for my favorite R movie, I'm doing Raising Arizona. Okay. 1987 by the yep. Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. This is my first introduction to Coen brothers movies. Mine too. I was so young. I was probably, by the time I saw this, I was probably 12 when I saw this. Okay. So I just watch this movie all the time. Well, lo- sure. 12 years. Like, oh my God. <laughs> this is I, so cool. <laughs> I loved it. This movie was so shot out. Yeah. And it was so different than anything I'd ever seen before. Right. And um, I gotta be honest, I love Nick Cage in this movie. His yeah. hair, the more stress he got, the more crazy the hair his hair would go. <laughs> Flopping out. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I love Nick Cage, Holly Hunter she was good. made this movie for I me. I think so too. Yeah. So Nick Cage plays H.I. McDonough or mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Yep, he's a career criminal and he robs convenience stores, but he does it without any live ammo. So he always gets parole. He always gets out. And Holly Hunter plays Ed, short for Edwina, Mm -hmm. who was a police officer that took his prints and mugshot every time he was arrested. And uh, the Coen brothers wrote this for her. So, oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. There are so many lines from this movie that I'll just say in my life. But one of the things that I always think of when I think of Holly Hunter is turn to the right, yeah. this movie. <laughs> Cause 
She would say that to him every time he right. would come in and get his mugshot taken. I just, I love her in this movie. She's so Southern in it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they like kind of smush it and make it this nondescript Southern because it takes place in Arizona, in like Tempe, Arizona. Yes. So she's like, the second time we see her, her turn to the right is pitiful because she's like, turn to the right. And he's like, what's the matter, Ed? She's like, my fiance left me. <laughs> what the hell is a fiance? It took me the longest time to figure out that she was saying fiance, fiance even yeah. though he says your fiance left you, you know, <laughs> he's a damn fool, you know, yeah. this whole thing. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so funny. Do you know a lot of people do parodies of that part? It's, it's all over Facebook, all over YouTube. <laughs> They do the whole thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) A couple of the uh, different scenes, you see that all over. People do parodies of it. It's it's so funny. I mean, it's so good. And she's so good in this movie when after they get married and they find out that they can't have kids because she's she's barren. Right. She's crying and she is just like crying in the most ridiculous way. You know, he's like, Ed was inconsolable and she really is inconsolable. You know, I mean, it's great. So they hatch this plan that they're going to take a child. And the, the thing that strikes me the most about the Coen brothers is if you watch their movies, a lot of times they will take a topic that is horrendous and, and heinous, right. such as a kidnapping. Absolutely. And make it somehow fun and entertaining and watchable. You know, because this is a horrifying experience, you know, and it's a heinous thing to do. Terrible. It's like the worst thing. Absolutely. And yet, but they had five, those people had five kids. They had had five. They had more than they can handle. (laughs) Right. So they, they rationalize the hell out of this thing. Exactly. And I mean, almost like, are they really going to even notice? I know. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, they do notice. And oh, I know. But almost immediately, I mean, they have the kid in a car after they take the car and immediately they're second guessing it. Right. Yeah. It's like, do you think his mama will miss him? You know, I mean, overly it's like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) And he's like, no, she's got four more. That's what I'm saying. No, you're not. I think you even notice. Come on. That's another scene that everybody does parodies. I love him. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) I know you do, honey. (laughs) I love this movie. It's so ridiculous. It's so shot out. They don't even make it one night before they've got jailbirds at at their house. Messing everything up. They're fighting about it. They're having, you know, everything is falling apart like instantly. Yeah. They did not think this through at all. When people ask him, what's the baby's name? They're like junior, junior. Uh, Ed junior. And if they ask her, it's high junior. I mean, they did not think this through. Yeah. They had no plan. Right. And then they had this crazy bounty hunter after the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he was wild. He was wild. And yeah. I was having premonitions and everything that he unleashed this thing from hell upon his family. He was smoking cigars and riding a bike, but it wasn't a Harley. It was a Honda and uh, he had baby shoes hanging off of his <laughs> belt or whatever. And the whole thing was crazy. So anyway, he goes to the dad who is Nathan, Arizona. And he says, you've got $25,000 reward up for the baby. 
I'm going to find that baby, but I'll only give them back to you if you give me $50,000 and I'll kick the people's butts who took them too. And uh, he was like, this is extortion. He's like, listen, on the market, I can get $50,000 for this kid. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's up to you, whatever you want. So they do have a confrontation. Another line that sticks out from my mind is he gets the baby and uh, Holly Hunter's character, who is now dressed in her police uniform again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like stalking up to him. She's like, give me back that baby. Give me that baby, you warthog from hell. You know? so they you know have this big knockdown drag out fight him and high do and high winds up blowing him up and he does make a pig squeal when he blows up they wind up taking the baby back because they they know that they have messed up and this is like the wrong thing to do and nathan finds them in in the nursery and uh he forgives them and he like (laughs) He tells them to stay together because even though they were like ready to break up, he's like, don't stop trying. You know, he has compassion for them. He tells them to sleep on it before making any decisions about anything. And he lets them leave and he doesn't take any action or anything against them. And it's left a little ambiguous. You don't know. High is having another premonition dream where Mm -hmm. he sees little Nathan Jr. grow up and they're proud of him from afar. But then he sees him and Ed as really old people having their family over and all their kids and grandkids come over and they're not messed up or anything. And he's like, maybe this was a, a, a wish of mine, but maybe we did okay, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, you never know. You never know if they do or not, but it just ends there with hope mm-hmm. that everything's okay. But it, it's a crazy movie. It is. What'd it, you think of John Goodman? Oh my God. <laughs> He screams so much in this movie. He screams constantly. And like my favorite part is where they go rob a bank. Oh God. And then they leave the baby behind after they took the baby and they're screaming and they're screaming at each other and he's hitting the dash and he's hitting the, and it's just like the roof of everything. And they're just screaming. Everybody was good. They make it fun and they make it entertaining and they make it some more than it should be. Cause like I said, they took this topic that shouldn't be in any no, way fun in, and entertaining. In a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they made it into one yeah. and they had like no money, like $5 million to make this movie. It's one of their first ones, I think. Right. It Home is. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the second one that they made. Mm-hmm. They had, I think so too. They um, were going to do another movie, but the the budget for that movie was $40 million and they couldn't get the studio to sign off on it. So they wrote this thing. Hmm. And uh, I love this movie. I I think it's embedded in me. I've watched it so many times when I was a kid. Like there's this one part. You like the big Lebowski better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but. I For like sure. the Big Lebowski better because I, it's a little bit I more I think it's a better movie too. Yeah. yeah. But like this one, I, I love because it's nostalgically my first introduction to them. Mm-hmm. He goes to rob a convenience store after they have the baby because everything's falling apart and he loses yeah. his job and everything. And he goes in the convenience store and he steals a pack of Huggies. And yeah. <laughs> here the cops come and she's like sitting in the car with the kid and she hears it and she's like, you're so bitch. So bitch. <laughs> You're so bitch. She yells at him and he sees her. He's like, whoop, 
I'm in trouble I'm with the wife. Trouble wife. <laughs> exactly. So, and she leaves him there. Yeah. And then he he takes off running and the clerk comes and he's shooting a gun him. after him. Yeah. And then the cops come and they're shooting after him. Yeah. And he's running and he winds up dropping the diapers and right. he's running through neighbors' yards and then he's got dogs after him. <sighs> And he's running and he's running and he's got people shooting after him and he's got these dogs coming and he runs and then he goes into the grocery store and he tries to get another pack of Huggies, but that doesn't work out. And then she finally decides she's going to come pick him up. So she right. comes and she gets him and they're having this fight about how he's not setting a good example for junior and yeah and and high saying well nathan jr accepts me for who i am he goes oh turn left here honey and you know <laughs> you can't make me be something other than i am they're having this argument they pick up the huggies and they go off they circled around and picked it up yeah i know it's funny. Like, oh my god it's just it's just the movie is shot out like yeah. i said it's completely shot out but it is fun and if you've never seen it and you like the coen brothers at all and yeah you, work, you gotta you gotta, you gotta like spoofs it. and stuff like yeah, that in order yeah. to watch that for sure did you you you've seen this movie mm -hmm. did you like yeah. it yeah yeah it's crazy right yeah it's just plain old silly <laughs> it's just silly you know i, know. I like the big lebowski better did you like the Big Lebowski? Did you yeah. ever see um Oh Brother Where Art Thou? No. Oh, Holly Hunter's in that one too. That's another oh, she really? movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She plays George Clooney's wife in that. It's funny. She's good in it too. Have you ever seen Miller's Crossing? I haven't. I have not seen that one. I haven't Did you? either. No. No, but that's rated their best movie. It is. It is. I know. It's a little bit, it's a heavier movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a comedy. No, no. It's Have you seen drama. Fargo? Um, no. Oh, Fargo is quite good. Is it? Yes, very good. Frances McDormand's in all of their movies. She's married to Joel, I think. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. My first introduction to the Coen brothers, and it'll always have a special place in my heart for that. And also for Turn to the Right. I love that. It's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Are you ready for our peeves? I am. All right. Is it a prop or is it a peeve? No, it's a peeve. It's a peeve. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got a peeve too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my our peeve is reality TV. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch reality TV? I do. We just mentioned that in our 10 questions. Yeah. Too. There's a couple that I do watch. Do you want me to? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Okay. All right. I tend to watch the food ones. Okay. <laughs> so like, like the chopped. competition. Yeah. I do like chopped. Okay. There was one that was called uh, restaurant impossible with Robert Irvine. Mm -hmm. I like that. But as far as like other kind of things, mm -hmm. I would watch um, the voice sometimes. Uh -huh. um, I did watch American Idol originally. Mm -hmm. And there's, oh, I, I was watching the mass singer, but I'm not watching that anymore. How about you? I generally don't watch reality TV. However, I will say I have watched like Kitchen Nightmares and, you know, some some of the competitions now and then right. with the, you know, the voice, uh, you know, I, mm -hmm. I liked the voice when when um, 
when Adam Levine was on with Blake Shelton, you know, I, yeah. I would watch that, but that, that kind of got old too, yeah. you know, um, I was never that big in American Idol, although I did watch a season with Adam Lambert, you know, stuff like that. But what I'm really talking about when I talk about reality TV is these shows that are not supposed not supposed to be scripted, but they kind of are like all the real housewives. Ugh, I can't watch and them. the, um, the bachelor and I, the bachelorette. I can't watch it. <laughs> okay. So specifically I'm going to talk about the bachelor and the bachelorette because there are so many different kinds of reality TV, mm-hmm. but mostly I want to talk about this because this I find to be the most ridiculous. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody, I really don't mean to, but I know they have a huge following called the bachelor nation. And I I honestly don't want to offend anybody, but I don't get this at all. The relationship with the person they pick hardly ever works out in 26 seasons of the bachelor in 18 seasons of the bachelorette. Yeah. Only 16 couples are still together. And all the cast-offs, they go on Bachelor in Paradise like two, three, four, five times. And it's so ridiculous because they're so in love every (sighs) single time. Of course. They're always so astonished that these relationships don't work out. (laughs) And it's like, of course they don't work out because life doesn't occur in this little vacuum of a mansion or a little island. When, when you get in the real world and you have to deal with real world things, your thing crumbles because you don't have to deal with any issues when you're on these shows. Yeah. This isn't real. And that drives me crazy that they call this reality television. These people are here for a myriad of reasons. The least of which is to actually find love. Mm. Yet people are incredibly hooked on these shows. I mean, they spend half of the season trying to out people for the real reasons of being there. Sometimes they just want to get on TV. Sometimes they want to further their music career or, you know, sometimes they already have other relationships going on. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And I understand that like drama is a thing. Yeah. You know, I get the drama drives ratings and stuff like that, but I just feel like the premise of this is so absurd. You have like, I don't know, 20 people competing for one person's attention mm-hmm. and they all like instantly love that one person. It's like, I, you don't even, why? And it's all based on looks and, you of know, course. and then they're making out with everybody. Like in the real world, if you were dating 20 people at the same time, <laughs> like other people would not be so like laissez-faire about it. Like, yeah. oh, no big deal that you're making out with everybody. And like, honestly, in this day and age, do you really need to be making out with 20 people at the same time? Yeah. Do you really want it even to be filmed? Like, come on. I think it's all about exposure for this. For it these is. people. Yeah, it, it really is. Because like I said, they go on this bachelor in paradise like five times. Yeah. And they're all laying around with their bods hanging mm-hmm. out and being flirty and ridiculous. And then this person's with that person. And then they switch and it's somebody else or, and then some other random person from some other episode of some other series or something right. comes and like messes up the works. It's so it's ridiculous. It, the fact that they think this is reality TV is what drives me crazy because mm. these scenarios are very much set up for people. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not reality at all. Right. And, and we had one here, the Jersey shore. Yeah. 
yeah. the Jersey Shore ones is just like that is not how people act. No, <laughs> it, I'm sorry, it's not how we act in New no, Jersey. Sorry, it's not at all. And <laughs> yeah. like being from there, you know, people are like, "Hey, you're from Jersey," and it's like, yeah, "No, it's I like, never no. met a person who talked like that." First of all, <laughs> nobody acts like Snooky. All right, nobody no. that I know acts no. that way. It just gives you the a bad feeling yeah. about people who come from that area sure. like the real housewives of atlanta i got news for you those people are not the real housewives of atlanta no. maybe well, the real housewives <laughs> of beverly hills but like that's about it housewives don't act like that no no housewives take care of the house and their kids and sometimes they work as well but they don't have like nannies and cleaning services sure. and all that other crap. Yeah, exactly. That's not what the real housewives are doing. Like yeah. my grandmother was a real housewife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's my peeve. All right. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah, of course. Okay. So you know how you get like a group email? Yeah. You know, I'm still working. Mm -hmm. So I get these group emails all the time and it gives you like something like, Hey, by the way, blah, 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 whatever it is. And then somebody hits a reply all. Mm -hmm. It's not the group email that I have an issue with. It's the reply all that I have an issue with. If you want to tell the person who wrote the email something, hit a reply. This is the one that I get when it's like, uh, is it like a party thing? And they reply, oh, I'll be there. It's yeah, like, uh, exactly. Great. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'm uh -huh. interested. Yeah, it's like, I really don't need to know that you're going to go and have lunch or you're you're interested in taking class. Mm -hmm. I really don't need to know that. And I don't think that 26 other people or I have another group email that it's like hundreds of people uh -huh. in the whole company get yep. this email you know, Hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. do, do I really need to know that you're wishing them a happy birth? Hit reply. Stop hitting reply all. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's my issue. Reply all there's yeah. two buttons. One's a reply. One's a reply all yeah. learn, learn how not to hit the reply all please. Yeah. Especially if it's something like that, that's not Come important. On. Like, you know, rarely if ever do all the people listed on the email chain need every reply. Exactly. Does anybody know a good plumber? <laughs> I don't need to know that you said no. Mm -hmm. I really don't right. <laughs> really don't. It's true. Yeah. That happens with texting a lot too. And texting is another it's one. It's like, yeah, exactly. oh, come on. No. Group texts. I hate them. Group texts are just annoying. And the worst is mm -hmm. if you're on a, if, if you're on a group text with people who have iPhones, they have this feature that they can like a text. They can like oh. it. And when it comes through on a person who does yeah. not have an iPhone's phone, it's right. the whole text again yep. with you saying that this person liked it. It's like oh, with a little oh. like in the front of it. Yep. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. care that you like, you don't have to like it. Please stop yeah, liking yeah. it yeah. because there's all these other people in this thing that That's don't right. have that. That just got the like message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man. I know. Okay, I have chosen for my favorite R actor, Ryan Reynolds. Great choice. Thank you. Yep. 
I like them too. Ryan Rodney Reynolds was born on October 23rd, 1976 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yep. October 23 is the day of conflicting karma. Hmm. October 23rd, people have a talent for improvisation because their charisma and well-developed sense of humor, they can be popular figures. Which makes him a perfect host for SNL, of which he did three times. And they are magnetically attracted to adventure and challenge. Often they take on the role of the hero or heroine coming to the rescue. They frequently find themselves in the thick of exciting situations. And those born on October 23 who succeed are usually highly adept at handling emergency situations. Hmm. And then another person who was born on October 23rd is Johnny Carson. Hmm. Okay. I think that's a good um, quality to have as a talk show host. Sure. Lately, the action comedy has kind of been his niche. And I'll be honest, I don't hate that. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Yeah, too. I, I I like his humor very much. Me too. Recently, he started in the Adam Project in 2022, which I liked very much. Red Notice 2021 with The Rock and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I should call him the Dwayne Johnson now. <laughs> and um, Gal Gadot. And he also did Free Guy with Jodie Comer and Taika Waititi. And I love Free Guy. There are so many pop culture references in Free Guy. I oh, mean, it's it's I very self-serving yeah, to him, cool. but they've got all kinds of stuff, good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. In 2017, he did The Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel Jackson and Salma Hayek. Right. Oh my God. I love this movie. They made yeah. another one, but it wasn't as good because they threw everything they had at it. You know, the kitchen sink, there's like, it's go, 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 like the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the Hitman's Bodyguard was really like about the relationship between him and Samuel Jackson. And it was really well developed. And I just really love the way they do it. It's so funny. And also I love it because Salma Hayek's character taught me how to curse in Spanish. And I really (laughs) like that. (laughs) But the most famous thing, and probably the thing I love him for the most in this action comedy genre is Deadpool. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was in 2016 and they did a, a second one and they're working on a third and he mm-hmm. plays Deadpool, which is a character in the Marvel universe, but he's more on the X-Men Hugh Jackman side than on the Iron Man RDJ side. Got it. I'm looking forward to the third one. I hope they <laughs> continue in the vein of letting him do what he wants to do. Because oh, I hope so too. Yeah. That's what's kind of made it because it took him a long time to get Deadpool made. It was like 10 years or something. Wow. And the fans had a lot to do with getting that movie made. So I hope now that it's been successful, mm-hmm. they don't try and interfere with the, the formula that he's doing. Hey, what's the old adage? If it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. But he's got other sides to him. You know, he's a pretty well-rounded actor. He's done the rom-com. We've talked about it before. I love the proposal with Sandra right. Bullock in it. Definitely maybe and just friends. And then he's got like some bits with the kids stuff. He's done uh, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, <laughs> and he did the Crudes, which coincidentally was with uh, Nicolas Cage and Emma Stone. And I love the Crudes movies. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And then some straight comedy stuff like the change up with Jason Bateman and Leslie Mann and Olivia Wilde. And 
this is probably one of my favorite movies for some reason. Like Ryan Reynolds character is filthy in it. He's filthy. His mouth is filthy, but for some reason, him and Jason Bateman work so well together. And it's, it's a movie. Have you ever seen the change up? I have not. Oh my God. They switch bodies. Oh, one of those. those. Yeah. And you know, we've all seen the switch bodies thing before, Sure, but, um, the way they do it is really funny and, and I, and I love it, you know, yeah. plus I like Leslie Mann a lot. I think she doesn't get the credit that she deserves. I first saw him in Van Wilder. Yes. And that's another one in 2002. That was a huge breakout huge. role for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And anything after that for a while, it's like, Hey, isn't that uh-huh. Van Wilder? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I think it took him a little bit of, of time to kind sure. of break out of that. It's Van Wilder kind of thing. Yeah. I think his Twitter is even at Van Wilder. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, he's not ashamed, but, no, you know. he shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. But in 2011, when he did the changeup, he also did Green Lantern, we which did. he That's is ashamed of. Exactly. He is so ashamed of Green Lantern. <laughs> that is Green Lantern. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He apologizes for that movie constantly, poor guy. But when I first saw him was in Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place, which was a TV series. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't really find it now, like on any of the streaming services or anything. Like when I search for it on Amazon, it doesn't come up. And then he does also the straight drama stuff with, um, you know, he did Safe House with Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm selfless with Matthew Good and Ben Kingsley. And I just watched Woman in Gold from 2015, Helen Mirren. Wow. And he does have in all of these roles, even the serious drama roles, there is a bit of humor that he injects Mm -hmm. in each one. Not that they're necessarily laughed out funny, but a lot of times it's in a sarcastic way, sarcasm in there. And it's uh, so much a part of him that I feel like he just brings that wherever he goes. And, you know, he gets into epic Twitter wars and Instagram wars with his wife, (laughs) like lively, which are hilarious. And then other people chime in on them. And He's got like feuds going, like friend feuds going with Hugh Jackman. That's a huge one. And and I just think it's funny, like Hugh Jackman starred in The Music Man on Broadway and Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. sent him pictures of himself. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> it was- well, just saw him today, as a matter of fact. Oh, did you? A, yeah. With uh, his Mint Mobile commercials. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. funny. They're funny, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, and his aviation gin commercials are funny as well. He's yeah. got his mom in one of them. Yes. Talking and correcting him throughout the whole thing. <laughs> he's trying to make a cocktail and she's like fixing his clothes. And stuff. So funny. I love that about him. Yeah, I love that too. sense of humor. Yep. And um, he's definitely and he's pretty versatile, too. He is. He's yeah. very versatile. I like pretty much everything he's in, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of the Green Lantern. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ryan, but if he's in it, odds are good that I'm going to like it. There's this one that he did in 2015, and I don't think I'm going to be able to see it. It's called Buried, and he's buried in alive in a coffin. And uh, I think I'm going to skip that one because that yeah, scares me. I get it. Out of me. <laughs> but all the other ones, even the voices, he did the this movie called The Voices, which is really messed up, but I liked him in it. So 
Um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, he's just, he's a favorite and he's yeah. having a moment. I think the last decade, really, he's been having a moment, but I hope that he can keep riding this out because uh, I really like he's him really and I like good. to see what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you'd like to say about Ryan Reynolds? Nope. He's adorable. He is adorable. <laughs> Never hurts to be adorable. No, no. He has an adorable personality, has adorable aura, you know? Yeah. 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 And I also like the fact that he likes his wife to shine too. Oh, you that's know, the best. it's the best. He's so supportive of her. And, and that's a good thing. I like when celebrity couples are actually supportive of one another. You can right. feel that. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. When we were talking about what we're going to cover for the letter R and you and I were going back and forth, there, there's so many people that you could cover for the letter R. There's yeah. just so many. But this one kind of stuck for me. It's Ron Howard. Okay. Pretty much because I grew up watching him. And uh, he's a few years older than me. He was born Ronald William Howard on March 1st, 1954 in Duncan, Oklahoma. Hmm. Both of his parents were actors. And his younger brother, Clint, is an actor as well. He was a cute little redhead kid. Mm -hmm. He started doing little TV appearances. He did like Dennis the Menace. He was on like the Twilight Zone, you know, just little parts. And then he got the Andy Griffith show mm -hmm. from 1960 to 1968. He was Opie Taylor. And yes, to this day, I think people look at him and see Opie Taylor. Well, the, well, the yeah. ones that were, who were alive when he yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it started in black and white. Mm -hmm. And then it went into color in 1965. Within that time, he also did The Music Man. And I remember that very well, because that's one of my favorite childhood movies. Hmm. And I love, I love Shirley Jones. He was so cute. He sung, he played the trumpet, but it was just so cute. And then, of course, he did American Graffiti, which was huge. Was that was huge. 1973. Huge. Mm -hmm. From that, Happy Days was inspired. From 1974 to 1984, Richie Cunningham. Yeah. He got a Golden was, Globe as a best actor. That's the one I remember because I used to of watch course. reruns of the Happy Days sure. all the time. So yeah. Richie Cunningham is, yeah, he's my so, Opie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He started going into directing. Mm -hmm. 1977, he started with Grand Theft Auto, of which he wrote with his dad and he starred in. One of his first movies that I saw that I really loved was Night Shift. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh my God. <laughs> what a great movie. It was Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton, and Shelley Long. Oh, what a great cast. Great cast. It was all about the night shift in a morgue. And then they ran girls through there. Oh my goodness. It was actually a true story. And the true story inspired somebody to write this. Oh my god. Into goodness. a movie as a comedy, of course. Yeah. Just funny. Goodness. And Michael Keaton was a piece of work. He was so good. If you have a chance, definitely watch Night Shift. It's from 1982, but it's excellent. All right. Then came Splash. I love 1984. That movie. Oh, doesn't everybody? Oh, I hope so. Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy was in I it. Know. John Candy. Oh my god. It was goodness. another great movie. Then the next one was one of his biggest ones, Cocoon. Yeah. 1985 with some seasoned actors. Mm -hmm. 
Ron Howard won a Saturn Award for Best Director. That movie was huge at the time. It was huge. Mm -hmm. One that changed a lot of people's lives, I've heard, was Parenthood. Steve Martin. Yeah. (laughs) And Rick Moranis. Mm -hmm. That was back in 1989. Next movie, Backdraft. Mm. Oh, I love that movie. Absolutely. 1991. Oh, my God. I know. Kurt Russell. Another great movie. Amazing. Okay. Then came a huge one, Apollo 13 in 1995. That was huge, that movie. Another Tom Hanks. Yeah. (laughs) Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Multiple awards. He won two Academy Awards. Amazing. 1998, From the Earth to the Moon. Another Tom Hanks. He co-produced and won a Primetime Emmy Award for that one. How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 2000. And then one of his best, A Beautiful Mind mm-hmm. in 2001. It's Russell Crowe. Yep. Multiple awards. Yeah. Four Academy Awards. He won for Best Picture and Best Director. And he also won a Golden Globe. I love that good. movie. I love the story really of good. John Nash. And I felt like a lot of times people that are brilliant like that, they have mental issues. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to see how he lived in this world. And he thought for years and years and years that things were real and they weren't, they weren't real at all. And then once that realization that they weren't real overtook him, then he just by himself using his own mind kept himself out of it. Yeah. He didn't, he wasn't medicated or anything. He just rationalized himself. He started implementing procedures to make sure that he wasn't living in a false world anymore. You know, he would check in with people he knew whenever he would meet somebody new, like, do you see this person? (laughs) (laughs) He was a brilliant mathematician, but yes, he had, he had serious issues. Issues. Yeah. Then came Arrested Development, which he co-produced and narrated, which won a 2004 Primetime Emmy Award for Best Comedy Series. You watch Arrested Development, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Nor no. do I. No, I don't watch it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. There's probably something we could watch. I don't know. I've tried a couple of times, but. Um, oh, you've the, tried. Oh. The, okay, I love Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. And yeah. they, his family treat him so poorly. Yes. That that's tough for me. Oh, Okay. Then 2005, Cinderella Man, 2006, The Da Vinci Code, another Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was that was big, 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 too. That was that, huge. Yep. That book was big. Yeah, it was huge. Yep. And then the movie was, movie. too. Mm-hmm. 2008, Frost Nixon, mm. which was nominated for Best Picture. He's also done Curious George's animated series. Mm. He co-produced, which had won two Daytime Emmy Awards. Little guy likes that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, He also did a documentary on the Beatles, Eight Days a Week, which won a Grammy Award for Best Music Film. Hmm. One of the busiest guys in Hollywood, right? Yeah. He also teaches a master class. And he's incredible. And he still guest stars and stuff. He is amazing. Mm -hmm. He's down to earth from like day one. You can see that. Then in 2020, he directed and produced a documentary called Rebuilding Paradise which was about rebuilding the town of Paradise, California after the 2018 fires. Mm -hmm. Some of his recent stuff, last year, he did a book tour with his brother. They just wrote a book called The Boys. 
It's a memoir of Hollywood and family. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. He did Drew Barrymore. He did The View. Mm -hmm. I recently saw him on Colbert with Chef Jose Andres, a new documentary that was just released in March. It's called We Feed People. It's about World Central Kitchen, who is currently in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. He's currently working on Willow a sequel series for Disney plus based on the 1988 movie that he did with George Lucas. I loved that movie. He's working on 13 lives. It's a survival drama that he's directing and co-producing. It stars Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, and Joel Edgerton. Right. All in all, he's been nominated for 41 Academy Awards. He's won nine. Jeez. He was personally awarded National Medal of Arts in 2003, inducted into the TV Hall of Fame in 2013. He has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, one for his TV stuff, one for his motion picture stuff. Guy's amazing. Huge catalog. Yeah. You know, whenever his name comes up, like you talked about before, he's really down to earth. Yeah. He just always seems like a really good guy, too. Yeah. It's never that he was a difficult director to deal with or a difficult no. actor or anything. Bryce Dallas Howard is now directing and everything. And she always references her dad as this great resource for her. And he's so generous and he's so willing to help her. And mm -hmm. not just her though, others who have broken into directing from being actors, they have nothing but good things to say about him. And now he is teaching a masterclass on it. So that's so generous, you know, yeah. such a generous thing to do. So yeah. talk about a good guy. I believe so. From yeah. what I've seen, you yeah. know, I've seen him with Conan. I've seen him with Colbert, um, Seth Meyers, mm -hmm. with Drew Barrymore. I mean, down to earth every time. And yeah. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an act. I think that's true. I think so too. He just seems like a very genuine, humble person. Yeah. Yeah. Switching gears here for a moment, we would just like to offer our condolences to the fans, friends, and family of Ray Liotta, who, Unbelievable. Yep. who passed on May 26th at 67 years old in the Dominican Republic. Born um, in Newark, New Jersey, though. He was in 1954, on December 18th. I remember seeing him for the first time in Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. Me too. Shoeless Joe. Yeah in 1989. And we, we love that movie. And oh, I do too. If you build it, they will come mm -hmm. has become a part of our pop culture. But what really got me was in 1990, when he played Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Yeah, that good job on that. Yeah, yep. that role to me is etched in my mind as him. Yeah. And he was in some other great stuff. He was in Copland in 1997 with Sylvester Stallone and Harvey Keitel. He played Frank Sinatra in the Rat Pack in 1998. Right. Yeah. And then most recently he was doing stuff. He was in the Many Saints of Newark, which was a mm -hmm. prequel to The Sopranos in uh, 2021. Appropriately so that he was in that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, if ever there was a role sense. made for somebody. <laughs> exactly. Right? Uh, TV series. He did Hannah in 2021 and he just completed Blackbird in 2022. Mm -hmm. And he's survived by his daughter, Carson, who's 23 years old his ex-wife, Michelle Grace, and his fiance, JC Natolo. And I just, on a personal note, I'm so sad that he's gone. 
he was gone way before his time. Even he felt like 67. That's yeah. The more and more we live, the more and more we're going to hear about this stuff. It's just, it's so sad because it really is. He just didn't feel like he was done and he didn't either. He had even said recently that he just, he's been more busy now than he's been in his whole entire career. And he feels Mm -hmm. like he had more to give. And I'm so saddened that we won't be able to see that from him, but I just want to thank him for having such an impact for so long on my life. So goodbye, Ray. Huge catalog person. Yeah. 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 What a shame. Yeah. I have prepared our sense and nonsense game. Okay. Our edition. All right. The category is recycling. Oh boy. Okay. I know it's getting pretty deep here. I know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. First question, sense or nonsense? Only 1% of plastic bags are recycled in the U.S. Sense. You are correct. 99% ends up in landfills or as pollution, like in the water, in a sewer system, that sort of thing. Fantastic. The U.S. uses 14 trillion plastic bags a year. Plastic bags can take up to 1,000 years to decompose. Oof. Yowza. Yeah. Second question. Sense or nonsense? Pure glass is 100% recyclable. Pure glass? Mm Mm-hmm sense and can be recycled endlessly without losing quality or purity the same can be said about aluminum cans interesting more than 28 billion glass bottles and jars go into our landfills every year oh it's ridiculous modern glass bottles take approximately four thousand years to decompose and they're sitting in our landfills yep uh, recycling one glass bottle saves enough energy to light a hundred watt light bulb for four hours. Wow. Recycling a single aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three hours. Really? All right. Factoids. Yeah, factoids. <laughs> I know they right. make you happy. <sighs> Sense or nonsense. 25% of public's recycling is not recyclable. 25 percent of Publix recycling the stuff that people put in the recycling bin uh I'll say nonsense I think it's probably higher than that you think maybe according to waste management one in four items placed in curbside recycling bins is not actually recyclable oh light bulbs not recyclable Hmm. pizza boxes because of their grease is not recyclable Some food storage containers, dishes, cookware, vinyl, disposable diapers, toys, Formica, fiberglass. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. People are putting diapers in the recycling? Yep. Mirrors. All this, not recyclable. That's why I would have thought that it was higher than one in four. Yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. you're saying, according to waste management. That's pretty good then. Window glass is chemically treated for temperature, so Mm -hmm. not recyclable. So you did pretty good. Yeah. I I would have thought that that number was higher. Mm. I kind of questioned myself after I said (laughs) it out loud. (laughs) Okay, some factoids. The average American throws away 4.9 pounds of trash per day. 
4.9 pounds of trash per person per day. Terrible. I know Holy that's crap. not me. That's not, not me, me either. So somebody is what the hell? well. I know only 9% of plastic gets recycled. That's a known fact. Mm. Only 23% of disposable water bottles are recycled. Oh, plastic thrown into the ocean kills as many as 1 million sea creatures every year. Oh my God. That's heartbreaking. It is. The plastic used in one toner cartridge contains about a half a quart of oil. What? We've got to do much better with these cartridges. Oh my God. Terrible. Each ton of recycled paper saves 17 trees, which in turn, those trees could absorb 250 pounds of carbon dioxide in the air each year. Approximately 1 billion trees worth of paper are thrown away every year in the U.S. If Americans recycled just their newspapers, we could save 250 million trees a year. People don't recycle their newspapers? I guess not. Recycling one ton of cardboard saves over nine cubic yards of landfill space. On average, per ton trash costs $30 to recycle, $50 to send to a landfill, and $65 to $75 to incinerate it. Wow. So it's cheaper to recycle it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, exactly. I wish that they would come up with something for batteries because I know we're very wasteful on the batteries. We're very terrible with with batteries. Yeah. Yeah. And most places don't, you can't, they don't even have a receptacle to, uh, to recycle them, you have to like search for one. I know, I know we're, we're doing a horrible job on the batteries yeah. and everybody uses batteries between the yeah. double A's and triple A's. Come on. Especially you if know? you have children, you use a lot of batteries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we, we need to do better. Somebody has to come up with some sort of uh, policy on these batteries. But anyway, so what we do now matters. This is almost like a PSA. Okay. <laughs> it is Memorial Day, I just want to say a couple of things. Okay. We are so blessed in this country to have protected rights. We are. I would like to exercise one of my rights and humbly ask my fellow Americans to please, please be more responsible exercising all of our rights. Sometimes in our haste to exercise or protect our own rights, we forget others have rights as well. So on this Memorial Day, I would just like to say thank you to all who have protected our rights from the beginning and to all who will protect our rights in the future. Well done, Z. Thank you. Yeah. So you ready to wrap? Yes. Okay. We appreciate you listening. With that, we're out of here. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.